Hello, boys. How you going? Yeah, good, Chief. Good afternoon. Well, what a day again, huh? Mm. March has been the longest six months of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost over, mate. It's, it's almost it's over. It's the 97th of March today. <laughs> it's the 97th. <laughs> oh. No, it is the 31st of March. This is a great opportunity for us to uh, finish this month before April Fool's Day. <laughs> oh, what about no. they come out tomorrow and go, <laughs> yeah. we're only joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best fucking prank anyone's ever played, I'll tell you that now. Oh, oh, I boys. didn't think of that. Whoa, three nice wines. Why don't we start with the first one? Am I the only one who bought a white? Yeah, you're yep. the only one. <laughs> As <man>. usual. <laughs> oh, well, it's warm out there again. I did a red last week. Thank you. It's a great idea. It was. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Tempest 2. This is a 2017 Chardonnay. It's their Platinum Series. It had a nice shining label and I'm distracted easily. So <laughs> it got me. We all know 2017 was a good year. It's not a Hunter Valley Chardonnay for a change. It's an Adelaide Chardonnay. We'll see how it goes. All right, let's awesome. try that. Always nice Chardonnay. I was going to bring a Vidello and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Nah, the Vidello. boys are Cabernets or Chardonnay, I think. Oh, oh he's got the coronavirus, geez. mate. And now I have to mate, use... Mate, I, I haven't been drinking. I have to use a paper I worked so hard for. I haven't been drinking. Hard tissues out of fine, Cam. Seriously. And, and we oh. just wasted. Unbelievable. You're wasting mate. wine and wasting tissue paper now too, mate. Mate, I haven't been drinking for three weeks. I've forgotten how to pour. <laughs> You got the shades, mate. You got oh, the shakes. What is this? <laughs> Here you go, man. All right. Just you. on that, if someone, yeah, you should have a break every once in a while. The amount of energy I've got, <laughs> my shirt actually fits me. It's, it's Cheers, cheers boys. boys. Cheers, boys. Stay Thank safe. Thank you. Uh, well, we are safe. We have 12 square metres between three of us, so it's fine. Easy done. And it says you can only have one of your mates over. There's two mates here and one Chris, so we're all right. No, no. Oh, no. Very, we're very lucky we're working. We wouldn't be working. I tell you, we wouldn't be able to do this. No. All right? Things have changed. Not bad, this wine. It's not bad. Mm. It's not bad at all. It's actually starting to give, you'll see. So where are we at? Where are we at? The biggest thing that I've come out with is that $1,500 a fortnight for employers mm. to keep employees so they call it what is it the job, job keeper, keeper. Job wow keeper. yep it has to be passed on to the employees though 100 percent and passed on yeah 100 percent. we still don't know the details of it though i'm hoping i've got a meeting tomorrow with my accountant i'm hoping he can shed more light on it the 30 percent downturn threshold is going to be interesting we went from have never made a dollar in march to having the best month that we've probably had in two and a half years so we won't pretty sure if it's a 30% downturn threshold, we may not be eligible for it, which brings in a whole other bunch of issues. Cause no, but we, you may be eligible uh, as of next month. And, and this is a silly thing, I, I think, that's happening, is that they haven't told people about that threshold. Mm. So I think that there's quite a few companies that are actually pushing back their sales, you know, keeping the dates, or they're going to have a silly month. And they will qualify yeah. for that anyway. So in the end, everyone will qualify, man, because they're going to have mayhem otherwise, you know. You're still going to have people standing off people if they don't have it. Mm. So in, in the end, the yeah. employees are the one losing anyway. Yeah, it just depends what happens between now and the time you're eligible. I, like I said, I've, I've really got not much The quick information idea, that I read on the site was uh, the same period that time last year. So if you're telling me this is your best March you've ever had, yeah, you're going to have to delay it a month. We didn't make a single dollar in March last year. We yeah. just done 130 grand. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's going to be hard, you know. You did 130% um, more than you – well, no, yeah. you did. You can't say And that. it's just what happens between now and then. Like by May, we may well have – Downturned by Absolutely. well yeah. over thirty yeah. percent, but the money that's come in this month will then have to go to surviving until you work that yeah. out. It's who knows, it, and I'm not. I'm the, definitely the wrong person to ask about all. Did things. any of your sales fall over in much because of what's happened? Did no, you have nothing. any? Nothing fell over. No, mate, mate, he's listing more than ever, mate. Phone's been ringing off the hook, mate. Yeah, well, and because the beautiful thing about it is. A lot of people, in a sense, are digging a hole for themselves, and I'm talking about our service providers. I have gone from it being two weeks to get a contract sometimes to 24 hours. I'm getting photos back in my email box to launch properties on the same day. Like everyone's gone from having these 48-hour waiting periods or don't expect a contract for a week to I'll have your marketing contract in your inbox by this afternoon. Because everyone's not sure of what's coming on, they've lifted their service and they're... uh, Their performance levels have gone through the roof, and that's going to be something you can't reverse. Right, that's where it should you have know. been to start with. Right, you know, I'm, so. I'm going to be ringing my photographer if he's he's dragging the chain on photos and going, mate. You know, a month ago you were giving them to me in twelve hours. 
what's going on. So yeah, there's a lot of good going to come out of that, you know. And Foxtel, because there's no live sport, just gave us a movie package until June. So happy days for everybody. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's been it's been crazy. But you know, I don't know whether we've been heard, but at least now they are quarantining travelers. Yes. Right, and they're doing we've it been quite begging for those guys to be locked out. I mean, I'm a bit disappointed that the taxpayers still paying for for these guys. They should have come back earlier. To me, I think they should have been contributing as well because I think it's wrong for the taxpayer to fork out money for two, three thousand people coming in and staying 14 days. Mm. Right, it's going to be a huge amount of money that could have gone to the the guy that lost his job from the restaurant a few weeks ago. I heard about people complaining, but we like to talk about it and do hypotheticals maybe today. Yep. And probably like getting the skin, under the skin of some people, and we're going to try and be them. All right? Now, I'm not very good at being a loser, but I'll try my best. <laughs> so we, we, we'll see what we can right. do there. Cam's got you covered. No, that's, that's good. good. Now, what about the quarantining of shops, of cruise ships? Now, they, they shut all the cruise ships. They say no to cruise ships. So these are the things that they should have done maybe off from day one. Someone the else just died today from the Ruby Princess, the nineteenth ah. death. The, the, the thing, part of the scaremongering that's going on in the media is they keep saying that the cases have increased, and they keep saying that the deaths have increased, and now we've hit nineteen. But they they don't add the asterisks onto it. I think ten of the nineteen have been from the bloody cruise ship. Five of the nineteen have been from the same nursing home. Yeah. So part of the fear mongering that's still going on is a very selective release of information. <laughs> You know, Channel 9 got me again, got me good because it wasn't yesterday's announcement, it must have been Sunday's announcement where the, the PM came out and said that in percentage terms the cases were getting smaller, had dropped from high 20s to low teens. The curve was starting to flatten and 30 seconds after the press conference finished, Channel 9 put out a headline saying 500 new cases in a day, Australia has its greatest surge since the thing yep. began. Yep. And what people forget is because we're testing so many more people, the, the percentage terms that the Prime Minister's talking about is how many people tested versus how many people have got it. And that's dropping significantly. They're just saying, oh, 500 new people got it without providing any other content. And it's yep. given the tin lid people, the, the people that have been abusing me on Facebook that are saying we have to be locked down and fuck the economy. It's giving them more ammunition to just keep being absolutely bloody bonkers. Yeah. So, yeah, keep going, Channel 9, you fucking legends. But that's media, and we've spoken about this before, this media in general giving half half information or, uh, you know, adjusting information to suit their own needs. Uh, that's always going to be the media, and I think it's always going to will be the media. What we need to do, I think we need to, like we've always said, think logically and, and just with common sense and move forward with that. And we can have that knee-jerk reaction to the information we hear and then try and sort of come back to reality and move forward with it. I feel like the tide's turning. In the last few days, there's been a lot less crazies. I feel like there's more people actually in the media too coming out to our way of thinking, whether they've listened to the podcast or not, I don't know, but there are many more voices now saying that crushing the economy before we've got a vaccine is ludicrous. Yeah. And I think the initial fear and panic and bandwagon of it where, you know, everyone fires up for a week or two weeks and then you never hear from them again. We said the same thing during the bushfires. What's the next big thing for people to jump on going to be, well, clearly it's coronavirus. And even some of those um, lockdown fanatics have piped down a bit now and the voices of reason are starting to get through a bit louder. I saw Chris Kenny on Sky last night having a a real big rip in about not crushing the economy for no reason. Andrew Bolt on Sunday did the same thing. Um, Don't often agree with a lot of what Andrew Bolt says, but he he, he basically copied word for word what we'd been saying. Yeah. And he used the actually burn, burn, yeah, burning the country he down. He used word for word, mate. I just went, about. Holy shit. And then I quoted it on Facebook, mate. Now that line you used, Thomas? Yeah, but let's not say so they can keep on copying it. This is good when they <laughs> yeah. copy it. Now that you say it, they're going to stop copying yeah, it. Yeah, no, keep copying us. Keep copying us. That's the thing. Keep copying us because you've all got much louder voices than us. And that's all we ask for is the common sense to get out there. A nice plug at the end of it to say information source from the TL Wine and Wisdom podcast would be fucking brilliant. But. Yeah, you know, I got crucified. I, I quoted I saw Andrew, that. but yeah, oh, mate, how good! Sixty-five comments were up to. I saw that, and, I've and then I saw your comment yesterday about the same wombats. Yeah. Did, are they going to put their hand out for the stimulus? Mate, package a couple of people actually accused me of preferring money over people's oh, lives. I saw it. I read you read and, your comments, and it was and I 
if you read my comments, you know that I wasn't getting personal with anything. No, you I was only facts, stating factual. facts. Yeah, yeah. And in every fact, I said I don't want more people to die. Yeah. So for the morons to turn around and go when yep. they've run out of an argument, go, oh, it sounds like you prefer profit over people's lives. It was just so mind-boggling. And one of the blokes, I tried to call him straight away. I'm like, if you're going to come at me like that, we're going to have a conversation man-to-man. Wouldn't pick the phone up. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, fuck you. So I scrolled down his Facebook from three days ago where he had a post bragging about how he'd been to six supermarkets in three days looking for kangaroo. And then when he found it, he bought all the kangaroo so no one else could get any. Yeah. And I screenshotted it and I put it in those comments. I said, mate, you want a virtue signal at me? Look, take care of your own house. Wouldn't pick up the phone, but he'll accuse me of preferring bloody money over trying to save people's lives. And that's all we've tried to do. Ever since we started talking about the coronavirus, us three here, and any of my posts, don't crush the economy because too many people will kill themselves. Absolutely. Too much domestic violence. So many more people are going to die. And then for the tin litters to come around and go, oh, you just won't want money and don't care about people's other, lives, you know, fuck you. The other day I just took a little bit of time and I did the stats on, you know, the death rate to domestic violence, increase of drug use, alcoholism and so forth. They all outweigh the coronavirus. Uh, or every single one of those stats outweighed the coronavirus. And we've spoken about that before. A big part of the PM's announcement, which got overlooked a little bit on Sunday when he was announcing all the money for mental health, was that the Google searches for domestic violence-related topics through the roof, gone mate. through the roof. Yep, absolutely. And that's we're not even locked down yet. You know, my wife, on the way down here, talked to me, there's a, a domestic going on over our back fence, and she said, if it goes for much longer, I'm calling the cops. Yes, yeah. What people forget is that these kids that used to be able to go to school to get away from their abusers have now got nowhere to yeah, go. good point, man. The wives who used to see their husband go off to work every day and get eight hours of respite from getting their head punched in now have nowhere to go. The husbands who used to get beat up by their wives now have nowhere to go. But I will say the government is doing a good job. I, I, yeah, I reckon yeah. they're doing a good job. They've injected, they've injected a lot of money into the healthcare system to help people with depression, help men that are prone to domestic violence, understanding you know how to control their... They've injected a lot of help into those sort of... What's the Beyond Blue and all those sort of places? They're pushing those those helplines to help the community. So they're actually seeing what's coming in the future and what's here now, actually. Well, it's common sense. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. There's a lot of the influencers online on, on Facebook and on Insta within their real estate industry and outside asking, are people more concerned about the coronavirus or are they more concerned about the, the, the economic downturn? And I think it's 60 70%. Everyone is saying they're more worried about the economic downturn than the coronavirus. Not to take light away from that, but it is an issue that we've been stating for the last four or five podcasts we have. This economic downturn will take more lives. One of our favourite listeners, uh, Mr Panos, ran a poll on his uh, Facebook page and it was all real estate agents. If you're a real estate agent, are you more worried about the virus or the economy? And when I looked, it was 57% in favour of the economy. Mate, the 40% fired up in the comments and we're calling everyone greedy pigs and and carrying on with all the rubbish. It it is absolutely scary how uneducated people are on this topic. People who are willing to say to someone, you prefer money over lies in this situation just to score points, they're more dangerous than the virus. They are more dangerous than the virus. But this is the time where we have to be also understanding. Yeah, I understood. I I never went back. People are going to say things because their predicament dictates their languaging their thoughts, their mindset. So we have to really be accepting. So let's let get into a hypothetical now. Imagine now that we were employees. How would we be thinking? Let's say we are currently employed right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how would we be thinking? Based on the limited information that's been put out up until yesterday, you would have been thinking, am I going to have a job? Am I not going to have a job? Am I going to be able to pay for my house? Am I not going to be able to pay for my house? Yep. Very easy for them also to join the tinfoil hat brigade and, and jump on the everyone should be locked down, depending on the type of employee you are. I mean, no, no, but, but let, it, it doesn't matter. Let, let, let's play every kind of well, employee. Well, I mean, well, are you someone that's who's... The hypotheticals. I mean, on that camera, t- when you say everyone should be shut down, I think if you're an employee and you've lost your job, they're going to look for a quick solution. They want this over and done with. So they're going to want everyone in lockdown. No, but a lot of people want to go to the beach too. That got proven. So are you one of those employees who's looking for a shutdown so you, or to work from home in air quotes because you want some time off and you think your employer can afford it? Or are you someone who genuinely is worried about your future? And, right. and you know, well, we've had a mixed bag in, 
you can see all those emotions playing out from our employees. You just wouldn't know without proper communication, and that's where in our in our situation we've been very upfront and honest every single day with the staff about. No, what? no, but it's not, no, I'm, I'm not talking about the staff. I'm talking about the let's employee. think about them. We're doing hypotheticals now, so I'm, I'm going to play right. one. So they just say, so as an employee, I could be thinking, well, now the boss got the government to give me my pay anyway. So in many ways, you know what? I, I reckon the boss owes me now. He owes me fifteen hundred bucks say a quarter. That could be your behavior. What's another behavior? I mean, another behavior could be if the government is giving me that, I don't really have to work, right? We we in sales, so sales offices should not have target on me. Mm. I, I shouldn't be working on target. You're not even paying my salary. The government is. You're going to have to remove that, that target on me. Whatever I sell should be mine to keep. Yeah, there'll be a lot of that. Do you want me to counter that argument, or do you? Yeah, you can. No, no, you can counter. So, see if I say something, you can counter. We're in sales, so if your sales base, if if we all know what the wage in real estate's like, we all know how hard it is to live off seven hundred and fifty dollars a week. Why do we get into real estate? Yeah, you know, commissions, right? Yeah, but right now, right now, it's going to be much harder for sellers to put their house on the market. Right now, it's much harder for people to go out there looking for houses, let alone going into more than two of them looking at a house. So. For me to put a sale together, Cam, that means I've gone out there and worked probably beyond what I'd normally do. Mm-hmm. So why shouldn't I be rewarded with way more than just having to reach a base? Do you know how hard it's going to be for me to reach a base right now? Shouldn't you remove the base and say, do you know what? Whatever you do right now, we'll split from here on. And, and we do that until the, the virus is finished because it's hard. It's hard for everyone. I mean, my wife is home with the kids she, and she's just lost the job. I'm the uh, income earner, and instead of being home and not doing anything, I'm really go- going out there beyond my duty, and I made you money, Cam. Yeah. Well, that $750 a week where the government is giving me to give you, Thomas, is predicated on there actually being a business for you to be employed at to get that funding. And if we're going to go down that route and people are going to demand 50-50s of things and feel entitled and, and demand things of the business, there won't be a business for you to be employed at. Because that will shut. So we know that we know that that's a case, right? So we know that that is a case in the real world. What Thomas is saying, maybe they need to look at the the other picture and saying that in the good times you're not giving extra back to your employer. In the good times, you're still going out there and making your commissions. And in the bad times, and when you don't make comms, your employer still got to carry that if we're below break even point. So there is give and take in the society. We yeah, have to understand. But, but right, but right now, you guys are my leaders, and you're not paying a dollar of those fifteen hundred bucks. Well, we are. Maybe we have to. Well, let's look at that and let's sit down and have a chat and how we'll see how we can make this work together. Because at the end of line, like Cameron said, at the end of this tunnel, we need to make sure there's a business for you to come back to. And at the moment, with that sort of attitude, there won't be. Hmm. How can it not be? All the salary has been paid. Thomas, yes. the government said if you're employed. We give you $750. It didn't say we have to keep you. So if you want to keep going down that route, <laughs> I'm happy for you to go that's, to Bo- I'm no, happy for you to that's go That's not to an argument Beach. that we have in, boys. Uh, th- that, that's now... It's hypothetical. Uh, uh, no, but that's hypothetically. That's how I would deal with someone leave, who was pushing that. Is, right? Yeah, I would just... Uh, hypothetically, if someone was coming at me like that in this current situation, I mean... Uh, the beautiful thing about what's been happening now is you find out exactly who you want in the trenches with you and you find exactly your people's mindsets and who they really are deep yeah, down. Yeah. We've said before during the market downturn, you find out who people really are when they're under stress. Yeah. We're finding out exactly who everyone is and if hypothetically if someone was pulling that stuff in my office, they wouldn't have to worry about the 750 from the government because the 550 from Centrelink as a job seeker instead of a job keeper, they're going to have to deal with that. Yeah, you say you say that, mate. But imagine now I'm your top performer. You're going to really tell me that shit? But is your top performer then got your culture got I'm your just, back like you'd want to? Yeah, but no, um, I'm, I'm not. I'm as a top performer, I, I've got the right to say what I think and I, I just tell you. This is a thing too with top performers. You know, we, we have houses, rental properties, we have a certain lifestyle that we have got the kids in, in certain schooling. We have to keep these things going. Mate, how the hell are we going to do that with 750 bucks? I think there has to, be, it has to be flexibility on both sides. I think, number one, flexibility. There has to be understanding on both sides. And it has to be communication. Yeah. I seriously, I mean, and I was thinking about this. Every household will have one of, th- any, every household with a mum and dad will have one of three outcomes. One parent's working. Both parents are working or both parents aren't working. Yeah. So each one of those three outcomes is going to be a different scenario. So you've really got to look at each case by case and have an open conversation with those people to work out a situation, work out a method through this. 
okay, maybe we can pay you what you're used to now and look at a repayment system in the future where you take a cut back. Or I, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking out loud, <laughs> yeah, right? Mate, bank account. But we've but, tried to reason with him. Hypothetically, we've just tried to reason with him for five minutes and he's still coming at us with... No, I'm I mean, me, me this, as so. an employee, I, I'm just thinking that you guys are really taking advantage of me. Okay. As an employee, I'm thinking the government is giving you now something to hold on to me. It's not even covering all my wage. It's actually going to cover only part of my wage. I'm agreeing, right, in order not to put you into more stress, into taking less hours so that I just work for that amount of hours, let's say, to cover that, that amount. So I'm doing something already. I mean, I could actually stand there and say, no, the government is giving you 1500 bucks, and you had to keep me working the 38. So you had to put something in. But no, it's not the case. I am negotiating with you by saying, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take just that and, and I'll cut my hours down. But my life still has a certain amount of cost, just like you, you running your business has got a certain amount of cost. It may not, but what does it change? Mm. So if I was to go out there and make more sales and go out of my way and Joe Blow down the road, he's not really doing that. And he's happy just doing enough because the, he, can, he, he can do okay on the 1500 bucks, but I can't. So I'm going out there and doing more. Mm. Why would I have a target of 40,000? He also has, he doesn't get there. I go over and I'm punished. Well, we can look at adjusting yes. targets. Right. If our targets are based as a business on our expenses, yeah, we need people so on certain targets. Your to expenses make, are being supplemented. If if that part of the expense has been supplemented, then the Absolutely. target maybe could adjust to suit. But yeah. there's a conversation. This comes yeah. back to again open communication. So zero zero is okay. Hey. Huh? What? <laughs> Sorry, I missed huh? that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't had a drink for three weeks, mate. Can you not fucking? <laughs> Anyway, so that's the hypothetical between employees and employees. That in, in our field, we, we're going to have that. Yeah. We're going to have that kind of discussion that sometimes one side will think that the other side is being unfair. Absolutely. Both sides. Yeah. And you guys are employers. I'm an employee, yeah? I yeah. don't own my own show. I'm a manager. I don't own my own show. And I'm looking at it from both sides of the coin. I can um, tell because you just said you wanted to pay people their full wage till later and then <laughs> ask for it back at another point. You can tell, mate. Mate, look, <laughs> love you. Li listen, I've, I've gone through my mind with a, a, a dozen scenarios for yeah, the Can office. I just tell you that's not one? Okay. <laughs> I, and, uh, you know, I, just, I was speaking out loud and it's a rolling roster. I've got a lot of ideas in my head rolling through but at the end of the end of the day, both sides will have their stresses coming from different points of view. Those triggers on each of them will be different, whether it's a mortgage, whether it's a commercial loan, whether it's a, a rent you need to pay to your uh, to your landlord, a commercial rent to your landlord, or your rent to your normal landlord on a residential property. The, the stresses will be coming from different places for everyone. But at the end of the day, I think that communication and negotiation to help each other out. I think as leaders. As leaders, we need to be able to pick up the phone or have that face-to-face -face conversation, one-on-one, -on -one, two people in place, with our employees to see how we can help them best. And I think that's the, the ultimate way you can do it. Yeah. For me, if I was an employer right now, I would know how hard it is for a lot of our people who were on a great wicket and now have to relive on a very tight kind of budget. I probably would go out there to do whatever it takes to keep them very happy. Because I think that just as much as, yes, I agree with you guys, that employers can actually gauge my action by the way I behave right now. I, too, do gauge my leader's action by the way they treat me right now. And they, I'm going to make sure they yep. pay for it afterwards. Yep. So sometimes you have to have foresight and go, <laughs> what is the smallest decision that will reap the smallest kind of consequence? You know. So I think in that respect, you're going to have to think, I personally believe that in this market, if someone's going to go out there and really work damn hard, I have no problem with giving them a bigger share. Listen, the way I see it, I truly believe that stage three has already happened, but they didn't have to even mention it. No. And that's one thing that we did not see, boys, is that we thought they were going to come out and say stage three, all the big shopping will have to close. They just but snuck they, it in there, bro. But they actually dwarfed the population that much that no one was going out there to spend anything. So the big store were losing money anyway. So in the natural kind of movement, they had to close. And so stage three was a natural event. Mm. And so we are probably moving towards some kind of maybe lockdown. I think that that's where they are heading us, especially with winter coming up, being colder. There's going to be a much better climate for viruses to play. Yeah, right. 
And I think they are doing all they can right now, not only to reduce it, but to cut it down to a very minimal mm. amount. Because when we're going to go in winter and we don't have a hand on this, uh, you look at the figures overseas, you look at figures right now in America, as of the 31st of March, I'm telling you, they haven't even hit their curve going mm. up yet. It's, it's about to hit the roof. Yeah, that so, was huge too. Mm, so, so you will see the numbers. Maybe they'll make Italy pale into oh, insignificance. Yep, 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 you know? I think um, something that was said on Sunday by the Prime Minister that again went unnoticed was he was very, very clear to say, I have more announcements to make, but we will not make them until we're sure the support network for the people that are affected by those announcements is already in place. And then, sure enough, yesterday comes out and he's giving everyone $1,500 a fortnight. And to me, it, it didn't click to me straight away, but then I went, oh, they're locking us down. He's now put the support mechanism in place or the so-called support mechanism in place, depending on what way you look at it, for people who are going to be affected by f further announcements. And the worst thing he could have done, which we've been harping on about, is lock everything down without giving anyone any certainty about their future. Yeah, we and said that in our first one. Yeah, exactly. So what he's done now is given a lot of people some sort of certainty about their future, and I think that's gearing up for a shutdown. Okay. So you reckon the shutdown's coming? Well, he's, he's just given everyone... Shutdown, lockdown, because there is a difference, right? Uh, I think, well, I think we've moved past the shutdown now. It'll have to be a lockdown. And I think the fact that, uh, just as I said it, the fact that he's now given just about everyone in the country $750 a week. Yeah. And he said on Sunday, I will not be making further announcements until support mechanisms are in place. So first thing he did was shore up the health system, give people access to remote doctor's appointments, a lot of stuff into domestic violence and mental health. Yesterday, he took care of people's money situation because... Those measures in place. And, right? and to give people a sense of hope. I mean, now for blokes, we're talking about people topping themselves, right? Because we were crushing the human spirit. Now you haven't been sacked and you're not having to line up in Centrelink for 550 a week. We're trying to keep you in a job and we're giving you 750 And you're not going to get evicted. Which, which, in the human condition, even though it's only $200 a week separation, the ability for someone in their head to go, yeah, I'm not on Centrelink, I'm not on welfare, yeah. I haven't been lowered yeah. to that yeah. level, yeah. has now put the infrastructure in place. Whether it's going to be enough or not, it probably isn't, but the perception that the infrastructure is in place where now we can shut everything down and everyone will be okay is probably there, which, which may be where we're heading. Right, let's do the next hypotheticals. Let's imagine we were politicians in this room now. Wow. One of us is going to have to be from the Labour Party. I'd be looking I, for a job in real estate. Uh, one of us will be for the Liberal Party. And let's say that I'm, f I don't know, for... <laughs> so so, let, so how would they talk? How would we talk? It's been too long since the government of this country has done anything to support the workers. Okay, so so he's obviously he's going to be Labour. All right, so let's let's make you, Chris. Oh, hang on, he's, an, he's out of the Liberal. Okay. Oh, this is a role reversal because you're an employee. So well, there you go. Uh, so how so would the politicians talk the same language? I mean, after all of these things having been done, how would they handle this? I mean, me, I well, would probably say. That you're a greenie. Really, really, the planes should have been stopped earlier because we uh, probably would have stopped the population from uh, being blamed for this virus being transmitted from one person to another. And also um, the fact that now we, it's going to cost us way more than whatever the Liberal Party has been putting Mm. On the on the desk on the table because it's going to put us way more to fund for things such as mental health issues that are coming up, mm. and also the domestic violence that's about to rise now. I uh, myself and my Labor colleagues have uh, just watched the press conference from the Prime Minister, and even though he stated quite clearly that the loophole that says if your partner's earning X amount of money, you're not entitled to the payment. Even though he stated that very clearly that that loophole will be closed immediately, I am going to hold a press conference outside my office and say it is irresponsible. I don't even have the big words for irresponsible. it. It is encourageable that the Prime Minister has not closed the loophole that uh, doesn't give single-income families the same benefits as everybody else. It actually happened yesterday. Chris Bowen came out the front of his office as the Prime Minister finished saying that loophole will be closed immediately and said it's disgusting that they are not closing that loophole. So because we're Labor, we're not going to uh, actually listen to what's being said. 
we're going to have our own arguments and regardless of whether problems are getting fixed or not, him fixing all the problems we're whinging about doesn't help us score politically, so we will just ignore what he said and whinge about it anyway. Yeah, trying to get anyway. Yeah, what about the uh, One Nation Party now, uh, where I'm going to be saying that, you know, listen, why are we doing all this shit? <laughs> Thomas. Pira, yeah, I know, I know. Thomas Lohuang, the Belgian uh, Vietnamese, is joining the is that, One Nation Party. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> so, please, please explain. Cam's <laughs> <laughs> lost it. <laughs> How? <laughs> You're slipping, Pauline. You're slipping. <laughs> you could have picked anything. I, I believe in giving everyone a, 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 fair, go, a fair go, all right? So <laughs> I want you guys, instead of really like talking about this stuff, really, but to look further into the tunnel. Have you really looked into like why the these Asians uh, uh, are stealing out masks? <laughs> they, they, come on, man. Get back here. Get back here. Why are the Asians stealing all the masks? Mate, he hasn't Thomas. drank for 30 days and he has one glass of wine. This is so, the outcome. <laughs> How can we allow these Asians to steal our mask and our Nestle milk? And sending it back to their home country <laughs> and, and not actually repossess these things. I believe we should repossess them. If we have identified who they are, who they were, and did you see all of those Asians really buying from the shops and actually stacking up all of these things in the corner? Why aren't we repossessing all of these things and just redistribute it to all the centers that, we, that need that in the country. Let's make it a rule. No, first of all, we are no longer making things in Australia. And as a friend of Pauline, I know for its... speak English. He can't even speak English. He's in the One Nation Party. <laughs> do, do you think they shoot me? <laughs> anyway. Are so you a spy? <laughs> you have got the worst disguise ever. <laughs> Kim Jong-un's in the bloody One Nation Party. Oh, you could have at least put a wig on. No, but many years ago when I said we should not allow the Chinese from buying our assets here. Yeah. Now, normally we have to buy ventilators from them. Not only are they not being <laughs> pushed to pay for the misinformation on the virus, and they should have let us know, and, and they're actually responsible for this. But on top of it, now they're making money on us by charging the same ventilators that used to cost 20000 Now they're charging fifty grand for them. So you tell me, and that's 50000 US, right? You, so you tell me, Mr. Government. Mr. Liberal. Yeah. Chris. I'm with Pauline on this one. What are you going to do on that? First of all, the people that we repossess the mask and the milk from, and then... I'm going to call my mates at Wine and Wisdom and try and find out the kids. Yeah, no, give a, us a serious answer, would you? Don't I'm, forget I'm, the I'm Vietnamese taking, One Nation. I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm consulting all my uh, advisors um, and getting as much information from our local government, state governments, our federal government and our international partners to try and come up with the best solution to an unforeseen enemy and working in the best solution of the nation. We're doing this as a, a collective effort, and is it a perfect answer? No, but we will have uh, as many measurements as we can to keep our nation safe. No, um, no, 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 I'm and sorry. And number two. That is not our liberal. Shut up, I'm sorry. I'm interrupt you. Shut up. <laughs> Bloody import. I'm, and, I'm uh, going for the Greens next. I'm, I'm joining the Greens party next. Is that I right? want to go on the Hunter Shooter party. Seriously, the Hunter's Fisher Shooter The Greens party. would be saying, they've been very quiet, the Greens. No, but have you finished your second point? No. And uh, <laughs> the most important thing is to keep this economy running so, so we don't work into a world recession, even a depression. You didn't answer his question. Oh, that's the, that's what's been happening all the way along in politics. We at the <laughs> Greens, <laughs> we at right? the Greens would like to point out that coronavirus has feelings too, and everyone should stop discriminating against coronavirus. Okay. So, if you're giving if coronavirus all this attention, I demand you that greenies, you give herpes the same amount of attention. <laughs> for all you greenies, I say this: if worse comes to worse, and we revert to cannibalism, vegans are the first things that are grass-fed. 
So you will go first. <laughs> oh. No, but the the, ve- the vegan stuff because most of the uh, <laughs> no. not as stuffed as the One Nation Party, mate. <laughs> no, no, because mo- did you know most of most of the vaccine come from a, a an egg? Oh, there you go. Yeah. So if if they are totally vegan, they can't have the vaccine. How right? good are anti-vaxxers looking at the moment? By the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, haven't heard much from them. But I'll tell you what, I believe Scott Morrison and the Liberal Party, the government at the moment is, is doing a bloody good job. They're doing a very good yeah, job. Yeah, but you have to, you have, you have to say Liberal that. Party. That's right. Yeah, they have to say no, that. No, well, but whatever, man. Um, I, I want to ask you one thing, all right? You from the Liberal Party, can you right now tell me that you're going to reduce the red tapes? That you can, because, see, with a virus, every red tape has been crossed, has been cut, has been burnt, right? We just get things done just overnight. So are you going to abandon all these expensive red tapes that is stopping manufacturing and people in Australia to do things here and start really paying us to build Australian things in Australia rather than having to go to China and buy stuff right, to survive? So I don't know how to answer that question. And Mr. Prime Minister, I'd just like to point out. Oh, fuck, did I get the shit job? Mate, you picked the <laughs> Liberal Party. Like so what do you go do, man? Hawaii is an island. Islands are good for quarantine. Why aren't you in Hawaii this time round? And are you sorry to the Australian people that you went to Hawaii during the bushfire crisis? My good mate Cam Wilson actually uh, stated on that on one of his uh, Facebook posts about uh, I should be shot or something. I think that was it. No, but I have to say that as a representative of the uh, One Nation Party, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we have decided to give all your Liberal members... A one-way ticket on a special cruise. <laughs> we, Ruby we, 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 we have a special cruise that will take you away for about just seven days. <laughs> I'd just like, to, as, a, as a representative of the Hunter and Shooters Party, I'd just like to let everybody know that if you come for my toilet paper, you're fucked. I will blow your <laughs> fucking head off. <laughs> so now, now you see it, each party has to give their own angle. And this is what people have to understand. You, you go for, you'll follow a party. They have to dictate mm. the way they believe onto you. They have to set their belief onto their, your agenda. That's that's what happens. As a human being, we, we have to ha- have that ability to develop, the ability to see what's right for what's right, not just what's right for my party. Yeah, that's... You know? So, for example, now let's go even further now. If you were a health worker, a nurse or a doctor, how would we talk? So, I'm sorry, all right, this time, you're going to be the nurse, Cam, <laughs> right? You're going to be... <laughs> yes. And, and I will be, I'll be the doctor, for example, and you're the health worker, like the psychologist, as counsellor, for example. So, what would we be saying? Me, as a doctor, I would say I would go for lockdown because lockdown is the only thing that flattened the curve and reduced the amount of beds and make sure that we don't put stress on our hospital system, our healthcare system. So we have to lock it down. I don't care about the economy. Health is number one. Because unless you have health, nothing else matters. I just don't know if I can do it anymore. We're trying to help people and we come out and we're getting abused and we're getting spat at. and uh, mm. All people want to do is keep their businesses open. They don't give a shit about us. And that's flowing out into the community. Yesterday someone tried to cough on me because I said they had to wait in the waiting room. Just, I don't think it's right, and I don't know if I can keep doing it. No, but it actually is quite true too for doctors and. and yeah, you're the doctor. Will you stop breaking? For, not character? for do- doctors, but also for <laughs> especially for nurses. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some of them have to go to work, and they have three kids at home. How do they do this? So a lot of them are self-isolating when they actually come back home, living in their own garage and a tent and so forth, setting up. Yeah. So they're separate from their own family. You guys are horrible at role play. Can I just say? Oh, well, get no, on. no, but you're doing such a great job that we're almost crying in here, mate. I'm sorry, mate. So we had to stop, right? So, no, you're doing a bloody good job. Especially, I, I have the a sister who, who's a nurse. <laughs> she, yeah. And she, she's exhausted. Yeah. And, and she's exhausted. She's going on the uh, same mask. So she's been learning on how to uh, actually cleanse her, her mask and, and sanitize uh, her, her gloves. Apparently now there's some coming into the country in, in, in Belgium, so they, they're going to do better. But do you know what happens in, in Belgium? People felt so bad for them that people started to crowdfund and decided to buy things for them and also organize a, a special priority shopping queues for them. So when they go, yeah. they go through first because they have to go to work after that. You yeah. know? It's an amazing thing, man. I, I think as a nurse, you've done a bloody good job. They, they are you. exhausted. They're on the front line, 
and the bastard who they're doing that, he should have been thrown in jail. Yeah, massive jail I, I reckon there ought to be now police in every damn hospital dealing with this shit. Well, the, the police have—you saw that new that thing on Facebook the other day about a policeman trying to pull a, pull a lady over, and she spat at him. And oh so yeah, in the, in the shopping center. Yeah, and saying I was on the way to uh, get tested tested for coronavirus, and yeah. she spat at him. He had to self isolate for two weeks. No, it's taken a policeman off the street. Let me and tell you, that's that's fake news, boys. Okay. Fake news. That was fake news. That was actually a a clip that was taken two months ago. Okay. Way, way before that. And You're the you worst go. psychologist I've ever there been to. So I just like to say, I mean... There's lots of empathy, mate. It's, uh, Dr. No, Thomas, I, I mean, you said about your sister in Belgium and, and we're all a sisterhood, so, you know, much love. Yeah. And our health minister, the health minister in Belgium actually had to make an announcement yesterday. Did you hear that one, Thomas? What did he say? No, she had to ban all sexual encounters of three or, <laughs> of three or more people because yeah. there was a coronavirus party <laughs> that turned in to a 500-person orgy and 380 people from that orgy now have coronavirus. And Maybe. that's just putting nurses like me and your sister, Dr. Thomas, at risk and I don't think it's acceptable. The porn industry during this thing is going to go through the roof. People, are, pornos are going to make much, so much more money. But what about the poor prostitutes? What are they going to do? Psychologists, can you answer the question? Well, there are a lot of helplines that they can ring. <laughs> no, so you, no, come on, mate. You're a psychologist. What would, what would you say right now? What would be your point of view? Because, again, you'd be thinking like someone. So, for me, it'd be, it's, uh, we are social beings. You need to reach out and you need to speak to your friends and family. You need to reach around. Reach <laughs> <laughs> There's a good joke about that, but I'm not going to say it. You, you need to reach out, and we are social humans. Are social beings. We cannot be put in isolation and not have uh, an effect on our um, psyche. So you need to to reach out and speak to those that you trust and that you can confide in and share the problems that you're going through. But yeah, how do you do that when you only have uh, one person at a time? I mean, you can only meet one person at a time these days. You, you can only do what you can do. Oh, but if you can do... Worst if you psychologist can, I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only psychologist. Hey, and they still get paid, you know? And they say... <laughs> yeah. oh, he's a, they've, they've in, the, the government has invested a billion dollars in uh, digital GP consultations for you to sit there and go, well, you've just got to talk to people and do the best you can. And you're still going to get paid $200 an hour for that. You're a disgrace. A lot of counsellors are going to be busy. I think it's going to be the job of the future. That, biologists, people who are going to be studying uh, viruses and epidemia, I reckon this is a brand new branch of society that's going to be brought into forces. I think that war, the way that we see it, it's, it's probably no longer going to happen. It's going to either be the war on the internet with viruses and uh, trying to steal information from each other, or it's going to be epidemic. And so we're going to have a totally revived, how, do, how can I say it? Not healthcare, but uh, anything that has to do with studies of viruses and bacteria and, and, and anything that has to do anything with that field is going to be, oh yeah, yeah, biological warfare or, or preventions. It's going to be the way of the future for well, a lot of people. Yeah. My um, mother and I were actually speaking about it last night. You know, I've got three young kids and, you know, back in the day you used to push kids into a trade. If they weren't going to be rocket scientists, you'd push them into a trade. But this happening will completely change the way we think about any of that stuff. I mean, where are you, what are your kids going to aim for as far as not being in a position that, I mean, my mother's got, in a, got a construction business that employs 30 people and she's under the same sort of stress that we all are, wondering whether things are going to continue or we're still going to have a job. Who still has a job at this stage and who's flourishing? Well, people with online businesses, people in the technology field are going to gain out of this. Biological, anything to do with healthcare is very secure and moving forward. And that's, yeah, that's I, I going to be the way of, you know, forget. I think. Obviously, kids still need to learn how to read, write and count, but the, the focus in the future, I mean, lawyers will still be safe, but... What jobs are going to disappear forever in the new world that we talk to? Because yeah. there will be there will be some that cease to exist. Yeah, not not only that. I think I mean right now, man. If I had to really, it's it's not that I have to create a new job and a company, but if I had to, mate, I wouldn't open a cleaning business. I open a sanitizing business. I would make a killing. Mm. 
You know, I protective, would find a way to just clothing manufacturer. Oh, oh Jesus, man, it's going to be amazing business. Uh, seriously, if I if I could go into this building and say to every officer, I'm not here to clean. I'll sanitize your entire thing. Whoa, I'll get your entire business here, right? I'd be so busy, man. I mean, that's not what I really want to do. But there's going to be a lot of these new things happening. A short, I think short term, yes. I think long term, those businesses won't be as sort of long lived. Short term, absolutely. I think long term, what are you frowning for? Because we disagree with you, man. Okay. I mean, We've just finished saying the world's but heading to long, biological long warfare. Term, we disagree. Long term, I don't think. I think that'll be a, a short lived, um, as you need them basis. But I think the long term businesses are going to be entertainment. If people are going to start working from home and so forth, it's going to be online businesses, like you said before. Mm. The sharing of uh, information. So how do people share their information, like? Zoom, Zoom meetings and so forth. I, I don't think they. The so you don't think, <laughs> in a world of biological warfare and disease pandemics, there's a there's a place you, for you, a sanitising so business. Be the, so you're going to say this is going to be the norm? People don't have to send soldiers no, we, into we, a we're country talking anymore. About like new new things that are going to come out, man. People yeah. don't have to send soldiers into a country anymore, mate. They that. just have to but develop I, a no, pandemic. I understand, I understand that, mate. But do you think this is going to be a long lived thing? People are going to need. Things sanitized, like I think so. Whether they I think do so. or I they think don't, they're going to think they do. I think that the uh, the way of the future is going to be very clean. It's going to be everything in regards to health. You will see. I I I believe it's going to go that way. What do you it, think, mate? Every single time we, we just look at the history. In history, history is shaped by Major crazy events. crazy events, right? And because those crazy events change the entire way of living. How many inventions come out of the war? Can I just say, speaking of clean, right, we were all in Singapore a couple of years ago, for the most part, or the parts we were in, how clean is that city? Yeah. Yeah, and who's got the lowest rate of infection amongst all countries? Yeah. Singapore. I, I think TL's right, cleaning businesses in air quotes, so whatever that encompasses, whether it's sanitising or cleaning, I think great industry to be in moving forward, obviously. And then you're, you're not wrong about, I'm not disagreeing with you about entertainment and technology and all those things being improving, but to sit there and go, oh, this is just going to be a fad and you won't need to sanitise in 12 months or however long you're thinking everything's going to return, mate, wow. How can you, we've just gone through a worldwide pandemic where people are too scared to leave their house. There's going to be great money in sanitizer for the rest of eternity, mate. Let's go. Let's get on to the next thing. What if we were so self-funded retirees or young university graduate? Which is which? Because the self-funded retirees, if they're living off their super, have lost most of it in the share market right this second. Yeah. So their uh, future plans are limited. What do you think of that wine? Right? So Peacock Hill awesome. from the Hunter Valley, 2017. It's called Opa Cabernet Shiraz. It's a small house we had before, but. Huh? Man, that's good. You won't find that bottle again. Man, the self-funded retirees, they, they require to remove a certain percentage of their in, uh, investments a year, every year, each year. So I think it's 4%, isn't it? I'm not sure, mate. You're and closer to that age than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the young university student column. So here. what would they be thinking? First of all, I'd probably be thinking they're really not looking after us. Right, they're giving seven fifty bucks to every retiree, but that doesn't even compensate for the loss we had. Mm. So, if they were really failing them, we've worked hard for this. I mean, we we don't just turn up at the age of sixty five with money in the bank. We had to work hard for this. So suddenly now, the guy that's just retired, never worked hard in his life, never done much, now receive the same seven fifty dollars as us. And no one's going to compensate us for our loss. As usual, the self-funded retirees are fucked every time that this country's got a problem. Is this uh, situation going to reform the way super's worked? And have we, have we found a problem with... If they have any super left. <laughs> yeah. No, but all, I mean, obviously super's based on the share market, uh, no, not essentially. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. No. So, no. No, no. So, if it's a self, if self-funded retiree, generally speaking, they'll have property investments and living off the rent, which will be paid and they live off the rent. But um, super in general, we've just... We've super in general is in general, not on the race. No, it's not. Only roughly a certain percentage, maybe no more than 20% is uh, stock market driven. The rest they put in securities, in, in, into housings, into, into funds that are absolutely secured. 
So they have a widespread of investment. So this isn't going to bring about any reforms. No, in but self-funded, sort of space? self-funded guys are onto houses. Yeah. So now houses. Lots I'm a self-funded retirees. I've got three properties, but now the government just said your tenant cannot be evicted, and they decide. You know what? Fuck you! I'm not paying. Mm. How do I live? Seven fifty a week, brother. Your seven fifty is not going to make it for me. That's for the year, by the way. It's not going to help me. So what do I do now? Do I have to sell my assets in order to survive? Yeah, probably. I, I, I think that I'll never vote Labour nor Liberal. I think I'm going to go for Pauline Hanson from here on. <laughs> We're just having trouble working out what Pauline Hanson stands for anymore, mate. It used to She's be. standing for her daughter having to come back to Tasmania because her daughter, I think, uh, might have coronavirus. So she wants a full, uh, a, an entire plane. It used to be about white Australia there, and now there's Belgian, Vietnamese delegates that are fronting the camera. No, we, we we we're doing hypotheticals. I know, okay, we're doing hypotheticals. I was asking a hypothetical question. As I said many times in my life, I'm a Vietnamese born, brought up in Belgium, so mainly speak French. I'm probably the only Asian who goes to a Chinese restaurant asking for a fork. <laughs> when they come back for with a fork and they give it to someone else, I I usually go, no, no, that's for me. <laughs> or when they when they come to me and they start yakking to me in Chinese and telling me the entire program <laughs> of the entire menu, and I, I, I usually yeah I usually say nothing. I usually say nothing, right? I just look at them and I, I and I nod absolutely. And when they finish, I say, listen, if you can do it again in English or in French, I've got no problem. Let's do it. <laughs> So someone like me is well placed to represent Pauline. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm asking real questions here because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer. The self-funded retirees, if they sell their, their assets, the good thing is that they have, don't have to pay capital gains. That's always been the case. That's a little of consolation to what they're going through. Will that 750? Where's the 750 coming up for the retirees? No, old retirees receive 750. Do you know, like that was the first package when they one-off payment. Yeah, one-off payment. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, I know. I know it's a big deal, but for a lot of people, it's not such a big deal, man. So, university I, students still live at home. They have got a hex debt. They don't even have to pay for their schooling, and they can just sponge off their parents seven fifty a week. What's so. the thing when you're at school? You also get um, some sort of a payment when you're. Ah, oh, yeah, that's if your parents aren't earning enough. You get a, a so uh, What is that? Oh, there's a Centrelink payment that I can't remember what it's called now. I'm starting to like Centrelink, mate. Yeah, there's a Centrelink payment for students from low-income families yeah, that get a... I can't remember what it's called. I've never had to do study it. Study something. Is it? I should yeah. say oh, the I'll twins. Stu- oh, study. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I'll get, I'll get the twins to queue up. Yeah, no, no, to line up. I think it starts Is it? Oh, oh, okay. Not not do it. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, there's, they, they get those payments. University students now, though, they wouldn't be going to classes. I mean, I know this semester is probably over for the year, uh, for this... So They're doing online. I know. I know a few TAFE online. courses that have just been shut, and you're told to you have to start again when all this is over. But I think with the unit, their studies are going online. They would have been the hard, one one of the hardest hit when they first shut bars and restaurants. We've said that before. The majority of people who fill those jobs yeah, are right. um, people who are just trying to make some coin while they're studying. Yeah. But you know, back back when I was coming through, I moved out of home at seventeen. I know plenty of 30-year-old children that are still living with their parents. Uh, will they suffer the same effects? How is Alex's plans to move out? Is he still on or is he...? Yeah, no, Alexander is still uh, planning to move out. I told him that I'd be the first to help him out. <laughs> Did you start packing his bags for him? No, no, no. I'm, I'm very respectful of his things, but I'll be the, <laughs> I, even though I've got a bad bag, I'll be the only one, I'll be the first one to carry everything out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love these kids who've got no money who's so arrogant about their shit. Serious sh- question now. Yeah. Is he, has his plans changed at all? He was looking at moving out, yeah? Listen, man, I, I don't want to know. I think that for okay. the moment, poor young young Alex has been in uh, confinement and for the last three weeks because he's been working from home and, and he's only running, he's only leaving the property just to go for a run. Made it $200 so, an email. I'm not going to feel too sorry for him. <laughs> if he's at home, he can send lots of emails. But it's, it's a good question. Let's imagine now we were a young university graduate. How would we feel? All right, I'm, I'm going to do one that is a red bag, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and be one. Depends on the industry you're studying too. If you're studying one of those fields that where you're going to be, there's going to be nothing to go to because it's going to be a blue. No, no, let, let's imagine one where I, I just graduated, I got a job, but I've been fired because of what's happening right now. Man, I couldn't give a shit about self-isolation. Mm. 
right? Because I know the facts. The fact says I will not die. The facts say I am probably going to have stealth kind of symptom and get out of this no problem. Secondly, I'm very angry. I'm angry that now I've just spent four years of my life to study. I'm about to start my life. I just got this job and now I've been put off. I'm pissed off, but and the government is not looking at me. The government doesn't even recognize a 22-year-old's dream has just been shattered. Yeah, and, and that's and that's the unfortunate thing when these people don't can't see the long picture and they only see short term and not long term. It's not shattered, it's been postponed. And that's the, the truth of it. These people need to be realistic. And the worrying bit is what you said previously, Thomas, about these people think they're bulletproof. They might be bulletproof to the disease, but they're not bulletproof to the consequences. No. Whether it's their parents or their grandparents. That's evolution and biology, though. We're fighting against human makeup there, where people yep. of that age are very... Uh, Nonchalant. Well, they've got no... Uh, no, they, they dri- they're driven by hormones. They're not, they're not risk adverse at all. They're, yep. they're you know... No, so but so, so far, I'm, I'm not hearing from the two of you something, an argument that's going to settle me. Oh, I started real estate when I was 33 and I'm doing all right, so shut up. You're only 22, you'll be right. It's There's a plenty of comebacks. It's 12 months, you started for four years. <laughs> it's a delay for six to 12 months. But you don't understand, Chris. Those, those six months in my industry could make me from knowledgeable to obsolete. But you're starting at the same place where everyone else is. Everyone's also job. Everyone, everyone is in the same position as you. No one's advancing further than you or negative further than you. Everyone is in the same position that you are. Oh, really? Are you saying to me that all of those guys at the government, uh, they, they're taking a pay cut? Why don't you uh, put your youthful energy into coming up with a plan B, T, or what can you develop and work on to well, make Well, I, I, I have a plan B. What about we just keep some of, some of those federal ministers, just such as the prime minister and his uh, mini board, right? Mm. what is it, the inner circle, and then we fire everybody else and then take that money to fund little guys like me who's about to start life. More than your hex debt that you already owe. Absolutely. Didn't you just do four years of free education? No, that's hex. I still have to pay. Did you know well, that... You don't when at I, the moment, do you? Sorry? You only have to pay it once you've no, got a I job. No, but I still have to pay afterwards. Once you've got a job. If you never get a job, you never have to you pay guys, hex. I, just I, don't believe that you, you. I don't believe that you guys are really talking or seeing my point of view as a young person whose life has to be really the, the, a great beginning and I've paid the price. I've listened to my parents, have done my freaking HSC and I've listened to my parents and freaking like did my, my, my years of uni and now you guys you? have destroyed my entire oh, future. I understand where you're coming from. I've found myself feeling Usually, like Usually people say they don't give a fuck about. What, what's no, I understand where you're coming from. What would you like to see happen, Thomas? What I like to see happen is that they should have kept young guys like me in the business. Right. Which business? Because all businesses are being shut down, yeah? Yeah. But guarantee then that my job's there. Which job? Didn't the government? A job? No, I had a job. I had a job. Oh. And then they had to Which job let was me that? go. Sorry? Which job was so that? So I was a young lawyer. So with the announcement yesterday, you know that if you were fired any time after 1st of March, you're now back with your employer and paid $750 a week. So it's up to you now to move I, forward. I, but I can't live on 750 bucks a week. That, that doesn't the even whole, pay for the fuel in my car. The whole nation's being asked to live off $750 a week, Thomas. Why are you different to the well, entire Well, looking nation? at you, there's no way that you, you are living on $750 a week. No, I'm on about 300 <laughs> Five dollar wines and, and microwave Evendale. pizza, mate. Evendale. <laughs> yeah. If seven hundred and fifty dollars a week would be a massive pay rise for me, Thomas, I think you need to stop being so entitled. What if I was the the gym or the uh, the restaurant owner who has just lost the, either the business or their job? Absolutely filthy and despair. Yeah. So let's imagine that you're well, you shut me business. down too early. You shut me down before you shut the borders. You shut me down and made me sack all my staff before you stopped people getting off boats. You shut me down while there was three to five thousand people a day coming through Sydney Airport. You shut me down before any of these announcements were made. So even if I wanted to save my staff, I didn't have a choice to at the time. You shut me down, and you can still go and get a haircut. I don't care what you say at the moment, you liberal fuck, fuck. <laughs> the ship's already sailed for people like me. I can't just turn around tomorrow and reopen my restaurant. No back pay of $750 is going to pay for the money that we've already lost. 
So come on, mate. Liberal. What are you going to say? Why does it have to be me? But you've been liberal <laughs> earlier, so keep you, you keep on the job. Cam, you already said there's nothing I can say that can sway you either way. Oh, right? you're a fucking... Don't you run away from me. Provide an answer. That's what you paid the big you bucks for. You just said for. there's nothing I can you're say. You're there to provide an answer. Way. I didn't say there was nothing you could you say. You did. You did. In your words, nothing you can say is going to take my money back and my change my mind. You said that. Nothing I can say. All I've done is hopefully put in place items that will help you to reignite your business. You killed an entire a, industry okay. before you should have. Okay, we're talking about the future, we're talking about the past because we can't move in oh, forward looking well, backwards. So you've got no empathy towards my situation. Absolutely, I have. And I over $300,000 Many sleepless nights over all the people that unfortunately have been affected by this. Well, yeah, well, rubbish, uh, listen, as, as a supporter of rubbish. Pauline Hanson, <laughs> I have to agree with Cameron. I think, Prime Minister, that you should have stop all these foreign casual workers from China from stealing the from? jobs of our children and maybe if listen if you this is the plan i had if you had fired all of those chinese from having the jobs in the hospitality industry and forbidden the chinese patrons from going to the restaurant we would have been okay you wouldn't we would have still kept the 1.5 meters distancing law <laughs> all right I think that you stuffed up. You killed an entire industry where if I was in the government, I would have stopped all that shit. I would have just organized a restaurant to have 1.5 meters from each other and there was no problem. I mean, you look at this. You, you fight a restaurant because of the laws of proximity. And yet you have guys who sit on the train going to work in the city shoulder to shoulders. People sitting in the bus touching each other. You say you care about mental health and you've taken away anyone's ability to exercise. Uh, no, I haven't. Yes, you have. You you've shut leave, down you all gyms. You can walk your front door and you can run around the street. You're not taking this seriously. I mate. certainly am. I have not taken away I your own freedom five of gyms. I own five gyms that rely on $10 a week from all our members so that they can come and clear their heads, keep sound mental clarity and I can feed my family. You shut that down, but you're letting 5,000 people through Sydney Airport every single day until three days ago. You're a disgrace. I don't have come, a on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Listen, so, so number one, Chris, number one, I don't believe that you own a gym. Look at you. <laughs> you ate a gym. I said, own, I, said, I said own the gym. I didn't say... I didn't say participated <laughs> in the gym. I said I own the gym. <laughs> what fucking gym charges you 10 bucks a week? Everyone that I know of charges a lot more than that. Yeah, well, you're in Sydney, mate. Central Coast 495, Planet Fitness. Thanks for coming. $4.95. Just, you, you are deflecting from the question. <laughs> the most important thing okay. in anyone's so mental <laughs> well-being is so their ability to exercise. You prefer your customers to be there in six months or dead in six months? What would you prefer? They're all going to find new ways to exercise now and the gym business will be dead because people are going to be so used to So you're telling me you're a non-essential business to start with? You aren't taking my feelings into consideration. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not worried about your feelings. I'm worried about the economy of Australia and no, the welfare of the nation. You I can't say am. you're worried about the economy of Australia. If you you shut down in, gyms. You stop interrupting me. I'll let you have your talk. Now no, let me speak. So now you're talking rubbish, mate. So no, no, as is. I, I'm so worried about the economy of Australia that I shut down all restaurants and all gyms but still let infected people get off planes and boats. You're an idiot. So now we've I implemented uh, high contingency race. Now you have. I'll say containment regimes. Okay, cool. So can I reopen my gym now, please? No. Why? Because it, so far, it's uh, we can only have one person meeting in any one so space. So you've shut the borders. Work. So yep. people aren't, two thirds of our cases have come from people who traveled from overseas or know someone who has. Right. Uh, the numbers are going down. The borders are now shut. I'd like to reopen my restaurant and my side hustle in the gym. Thanks. We'll let you know as soon as we can do that. And no, no, so I, I agree with Chris for the moment. Listen, mate, if you can prove it to me that none of your gym equipment comes from China, where the virus comes from, then I'll let you open, okay? You we sound had a to bit racist we, against we, Chinese. We had to close you down because all of your apparels were made in China. <laughs> so you've got the Neither virus of you are taking this seriously. inbuilt, right? So... Sorry? I feel persecuted right now. Nah, listen. Go for a run. I, I, I think, make you feel I think better. we have to apologize to all the gym guys and the restaurant owners. Absolutely. We made policies that were a little bit reactive. So, those policies being reactive, 
we had to look at all right, what is the industry that has the most amount of people like touching each other almost public or sweat, transport sweating against each other but we can't do public transport because that takes that gives us money as government but ah. and, and because it's also send people to go to work but the the gym and all these things that's that's not really affecting our money it's like it's like hey guys guys do not tell anyone no one should touch our salary right the day they fucking touch our salary that's it we're going to go on a revolution so we can't touch anything that is governmental right and so yes gym and restaurant owner well we we going to open this and as a good australian we we asking you to pay the price yes now the 1500 bucks should allow you to make a man for Some of those shit that we have created in your life, the anxiety, the queuing up at Centrelink, the sleeping in front of Centrelink, the all of these things that demean the humanity into you. We we very sorry and we hope that the word sorry will be enough. My brother-in-law uh, spent 25 years building up his restaurant and you took it off him on 12 hours notice and he's already thrown himself off the gap. Well, we are very sorry. I mean, Mabo, you're bad. <laughs> It, like like the young people would say that's a you problem because you shut him down nine days ago and only come up with this package yesterday so what how many more we, of we my had, brother-in-laws had, have thrown themselves we off had the to fight we had to fight the uh, state government uh, because they wanted to close other things McDonald's is still open yeah just clarifying uh drive through early yeah. drive through yeah. yeah we had yeah. a flat in the curve can't sit next to anyone in the car we had a flat in the curve as best we can with what the tools we had This no, but a, it's it's a, a good thing that you're talking about McDonald's because the way that they build inside a restaurant, there's no fucking way that they're 1.5 meters from each other. Internally, no. No. But they're at work. And my brother-in-law's already dead. But they're at work, so... You haven't even said you're sorry, Chris. No, I'm, we. I'm sorry. I have said Thomas it Lahuang, I'm, the, I'm, I'm sorry. the One Nation member, said he was sorry. I'm, I'm sorry that you actually speak up now and use a proper volume but anyway so that so that I'm you sorry. know so that you know we actually just two days ago as a nation uh, one nation not the nation party the one nation party we actually made you're all nations party we, we, we actually created our new salutation we go mabo now <laughs> well boys it's been a very good hypothetical i, I have to thank you for this and um we're gonna have to go on to our next subject